Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Watch Rolling Podcast. The Watch Rolling Podcast is a veteran-owned podcast that discusses everything horology from a military-related point of view, as well as shares valuable veteran resources with the watch enthusiast community. My name is Jason. I'm your host. If you're new to the pod, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. This week's quick wrist check, I got my Grand Seiko SBGX335 on wrist. It's been a relatively new pickup. Um, for those of you that follow the Government Cheese Time live stream, you heard myself and Alex discuss our whole Grand Seiko journey. It's been pretty interesting. Um, and I'm just one, I'm happy to share it with you. So in this week's episode, I'm going to discuss essentially how I've gone full Seiko. I'm also going to share with you some ACP mentor program highlights. Now, earlier in the week, I had a online discussion with a veteran, a retired Navy captain named Christopher Jason, Chris Jason. And we discussed his primarily his military to civilian transition, um, his ups and downs about it, and then how he used the ACP to help him and then what he got from the ACP. And so we discussed it more from, I want those discussions to be more mil-civ transition discussions with highlights of the program and what it brought, but more what the individual uh, learned along the way, because I feel it's pretty important. And I'm going to start interviewing veterans all across the board, all branches, all pay grades, you know, four years, eight years, uh, the weird 12 years, uh, whatever. And then, you know, full, full on 20, 30 years. Um, Cause I want to be able to discuss like if there's any programs that people used and what lessons they learned from it to help people with their transition from the military to civilian world, because I'm a veteran and when I retired back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff out there. And um, it's just nice to get different voices out there so people can see someone like them, hear someone along the line, same issues they're going with and maybe help them uh, shorten the curve a little bit as they get down the road. And then after I discuss the ACP mentor stuff, I'm going to discuss some changes to the pod, um, small changes, but some, but ones I feel like I need to make in order to um, transition to video better because I learned some lessons the last one. I'm learning some lessons on this one, believe it or not. And um, we'll go from there. So hopefully this one's not as long. It's not super long, but it might be. So if it is, bear with me. And as always, I'll include all links in the show notes and I'll upload this audio to all your favorite podcast stations when I get there. So this veteran related or the watch related section where I go full Seiko, as always, is brought to you by Mushi Watch Straps. Now, Mushi Watch Straps is a veteran owned business. They provide well-built and fairly priced nylon straps, two-piece straps, leather and canvas straps, as well as watch tools, accessories, and storage. Feel free to use the code VET10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's Victor Echo Tango 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. And I'll include the link to Mushi Wash Traps, as you can see it right here. One of my favorite pieces of kit. It's my khaki canvas and suede watch roll. Uh, the 29 bucks. There's five of them left. You might want to hop on it. Just hold up the four watches. They have uh, suede lining inside. Super soft. The canvas is really well made. The leather straps, the hardware is well made. And you get the cool little Mushi thing. You can roll it up, take your watches with you. And those can be found at www.mushiwatchstraps.com. Now, I want to address something. I have multiple sponsors on here, and I have Mushi Watch Straps, and I have the Anti-Watch Watch Club. And there's this thing on YouTube when you upload the videos, you got to mention if you get a paid sponsorship. Well, I have two sponsors that I don't get any money from. Um, I don't take money from them. Uh, Mushi Watch Straps is owned by a fellow veteran, Robert. He's an Air Force veteran. He and I just have a gentleman's agreement. I get the word out about Mushi. I believe in him. He's done some charitable work before. I believe in the company. I want to support a small veteran-owned business. And the Anti-Watch Watch Club is a 501c3 charitable organization. And we basically have a general person's agreement as well, where it's like, hey, I believe in what they're doing. I want to get the word out. 
they're going to support me, you know, by just, you know, getting the word out about the podcast and stuff like that and the different veterans resources we do. And eventually the charities that they contribute to are going to line up with, hopefully I can get interviews for people and stuff like that. So I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'm not taking any money. Um, if you use the code vet 10 at Mushi, I'm not getting anything from that. It's just a, a kind thing that Robert did for anyone that tunes into the podcast. You can just put in the code vet 10 and get 10% off your entire order. So I would, I just, I just want to make sure everyone was cool with that and knows that I'm not taking any money from anyone. But this week's military, or oh, sorry, watch enthusiast topic is um how I've gone full Seiko. So shout out to Time and Tide for a great article. If I had been prepared, it would have been on top. Um, I'm getting there. Transition to video. A little bit difficult at first, but I'm, I'm, I'm making it happen. Time and Tide's got this awesome article on the Grand Seiko SBG X335. And I'm just showing this to you as a quick snippet as far as what, man, what ultimately led me to picking this watch along a long line of watches. And what it was is I've owned a lot of Seikos, right? I mean, a ton of them. And they all, I don't know how to explain it. They all ended me up at this point, right? Here's a, here's a shot uh, in the car wash. Cause you gotta love a car wash shot. Um, not, not, not no special effects added. This is just how the SBG X three, three, five looks in really cruddy light. I had to take a picture of it. The Zeratsu polishing is awesome. I mean, the whole thing just sparkles. This is a picture of it outside. And for those of you who've been following me for a while, you know, I have tons of Seiko I, Seikos. I love Seikos. Um, I always say if someone's new and watch enthusiasm, they have to pull the trigger on something. I feel like Seiko is the way to go. Um, they offer a ton of stuff at different price points. Some people are going to argue. Yes. The 12 o'clock pip on the bezel doesn't always line up and they have all those issues, but I would just counter that they're making a gazillion, you know, copies of everything and stuff mathematically is going to go wrong, but it is what it is, right? P those people aren't wrong. They're right. Sometimes there's some, some QC issues, but I feel like a brand like Seiko who makes all these models at different price points, I could be cynical and be like, Oh, they never really cared about their customer base anyways. But, or that they just care about making a lot of money, but I'll counter that they are a watch brand that offers you a ton of choice and a ton of value across a long line of models and price ranges. And to me that matters because it's kind of like when you go to the same barber, right? You might get different haircuts from the barber shout out Vince, my barber. Um, you might be getting different haircuts from your barber, but you know, and trust the barber that you're going to. And you know you're going to get the same quality every single time, right? So for the most part, Seiko is giving you quality. We we talk about the 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 arm movements. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, but they all operate pretty well. They're not setting the world on fire for accuracy. But those of us that know me, I don't really care. I'm not I'm not launching missile strikes. I'm not doing that stuff. So for me, I just needed accurate enough to get to work, right? And this thing is technically super accurate. But real quick, so for those of you who followed, I. I feel like I've been able to trust Seiko, right? I've gone with Seiko mods. Shout out Joe over at Seiko. This is the watch rolling Marine master 200 build. He made for me 12 hour bezel. I mean, that dial silver and I've been trying forever to get a picture that shows this is like the closest I've gotten to show the silver uh, of this dial with a sunburst. It kind of blends in a lot of time. People think it's white. Um, I've owned a Seiko SNM 035, the land monster internal rotating bezel. Uh, I since moved that on to a friend. Shout out George. I hope you like it. Um, he loves black and orange. I got this from a good buddy of mine back in the day. 
Um, he bought this on deployment a long time ago. It sat in a box and it's awesome, man. Internal rotating bezel. If you understand how to use a, a 12 o'clock to land nav, this thing's pretty sweet. Um, tank, absolute tank. Um, has the cool monstery teeth, right? Not quite the triangles, but but pretty good. Looms awesome. It was just a great piece. This is the SRPC 93, if I remember the date right, the blue whale. This thing's beautiful. Uh, I gifted this to a good buddy of mine. Uh, shout out, Nick. You know who you are. Um, it's it's right along the lines. Um, beautiful dial, wonderful loom, great build construction, all this stuff. This is the 23, the great white. I own this at a time. Uh, you can tell I love all the Save the Ocean models. They're they're pretty snazzy. Um, I love the ocean. I, I've been on it for a long time, and it's pretty cool. And then this is my Blue Lagoon, the SR. Oh man, PB09 Blue Lagoon, a limited edition. This is the one I still own. Honestly, I've been waffling back and forth on this. Um, I love it, but I got this SBGX335 now, and I know it's not blue, but I'll talk about that in a minute. And then here is the 09 on the razor wire from Uncle Straps. That thing's pretty sweet. Um, it's on... They're all on straps right now because of uh, summertime and sweatiness. And this is, uh, I can't remember, I think it was a 255. It was one of the Dive Save the Ocean Chronos. I've since uh, gifted that on. Unfortunately, it broke for the poor person that owned it. And we get to my Zen 105 UTC and my King Seiko, which I shout out Sean. He's got this. And then my Flightmaster, which is going to be leaving pretty soon. And my Marathon TSAR. So why do I show everybody this stuff. Well, it's because the Zins, the Zins gone and the TSAR is gone and they've gone on to good homes and those help fund my SBGX335, my Grand Seiko beauty. And I want to discuss some reasons why. So all the discuss, all the stuff I discussed earlier about the quality of Seiko, what you get across the pie of price points, how I feel like they're a brand that just doesn't want to cater to one group of people. Instead, they want to kind of cater along a long line, right? And that's I think that's a smart business model. If you have your processes lined up and everything, you can just make as much money as possible. But I've learned to respect Seiko for that. And so when I was able to shout out Ricardo Slime, when I was able to handle his awesome um, Grand Seiko GMT, the green dial one, and he let me see it up at Wind Up in New York City, and I saw the build quality of Grand Seiko, and I've seen some other ones since then. I was like, okay, what do I want? I want no date, right? I know the sacrilege. Shout out Sam, uh, casual watched <laughs> review channel. Sam loves a date. I didn't want a date. Um, I love quartz. I'm going to be honest. I have one watch winder. I love quartz because I can pick it up and go. And it's gotten to the point with me now where if I pick it up and go, I don't want to have to set a date either. I want a true pick up and go tool watch that's built well. It's going to last me forever. And if I can get something technically a little more sound, then that's the way I want to go too. And I could tell you that that's what this SBGX335 does for me. It's 43 millimeter case diameter, uh, 22 millimeter lug width. That was a big thing because I will be able to put straps on this. Um, I'm just, it's a, uh, it's super duper comfortable to wear. It looks great on my wrist. It feels comfortable. It's really balanced. Drill lug holes. Um, I love the depth of the case. The indices are awesome. Um, the yellow holds a special little place in my heart. 
Um, shout out to my wife. You know what I mean, babe? And um, simple design. The case is awesome. Like I said, 43 millimeters. It's it's about 13 millimeters thick, but it doesn't even really wear like that. It, it sits much closer. Um, the lug to lug's 49, but I have a seven and a half inch wrist. So for me, it sits like right on top of my wrist. There's still a little bit of room of wrist that I see. So it's not too big. I think I could probably go to like 50 millimeters and maybe 51 with my wrist. But this 49 is 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 probably like a 47 for everybody else for me. Um, stainless steel case, all the wonderful angularity. Um, I feel like this case really reminds me of like a samurai and a shogun had a baby. Um, it's got a four o'clock crown. I just really love four o'clock crowns. The 120 click bezel. The bezel action on this thing is uh, pretty, pretty sweet. Um, it's kind of funny. I've had people who tell me like, a bezel action doesn't feel premium. And now I kind of understand what it feels like to have a premium one, but it's awesome. Um, pretty simple font, you know, just a simple GS Grand Seiko, the divers 200 mil, uh, 200 meter at the bottom. It's just everything I want. Nine, six F movement. Well, so it's the nine, six F one in this one. It's plus or minus 10 seconds per year. It's got a hermetically sealed, uh, module quartz module. So if I have to change the battery out, it's going to, allow like no dust to get inside the gear train and all that stuff. It's got a temperature control system that sures the watch is unaffected by swings in temperature. Um, I could go on and on. I think I'm going to do a whole episode because there's a bunch of different articles. I'm like how Grand Seiko grows their own quartz and times everything and runs a test on it. Um, it has the anti-backlash system, which, you know, has a, an additional gear with a sec with a hairspring in it where it doesn't stop. You know, if you're ever in the military, you've seen the course clocks we get where like the, the second hands like bam, and it's just bouncing all over the place. And eventually it never lines up with the second, the second lines. Um, the back, the back anti-backlash system stops that. It also has a dual pulse motor. Um, here's the movement right here. It's beautiful. Like you can see, like you can do the battery right here. You can do a time adjustment right here. Um, it's just awesome. It has a double pul pulse. So Grand Seiko uses metal in their second hands and most traditional quartz watches aren't strong enough with enough torque to push that metal second hand, but Grand Seiko can do it because they do a dual pulse motor. So the second hand actually moves twice per second. It's too fast to see with the naked eye, but um, if you slow it down, you can take a look at it and it's, it just helps it hit that second marker every single time. So, I mean, I could go on and on about this watch. I've still only had it for a very little um, period of time, a small amount of time. It's got a three link steel bracelet. This bracelet's awesome. Now, when I got it, shout out crown and caliber, you made the buying process super easy. I feel like I got it for a fair price. Uh, it was my first time buying from crown and caliber. They do not endorse this at all. I don't know if they even know I bought it. Uh, but the buying process was simple. They were honest about the bracelet size. I need an additional link. I've since ordered one from uh, a local boutique. I'll talk about that experience later in another episode because I felt like that was pretty important. I'm going to get some service stuff done there. So I want to kind of like wrap it all up in one episode. Uh, I want to wear this thing on the bracelet for a while, even though it's going to be hot and summery. Uh, it's just so comfortable. It's so comfortable. Uh, it's got twin button release. Um, there's no way it's going to come off the wrist accidentally. It's just an awesome, awesome watch and it really 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 has been the culmination of my seiko journey right so what am i going to do now well i have this i have my seiko coded watch rolling mod which you just saw the marine master 200 build i have my seiko coded mod 
uh, the mill sub mod, which that thing has gotten such great feedback. Um, I, I hope people are shooting orders to Joe over there at say coded if he wants them, because people have been hitting me up left and right about that watch. It's beautiful. It's, um, it, I think it truly shows the power of what a skilled crafted, skilled modder can do. And, uh, when they're dedicated to their craft. So thanks again, Joe, it's wonderful. But this Grand Seiko has had me reconsidering my Blue Lagoon, my helm, my Crepus, um, my Flight Master. Like, I, I got to wear this thing all the time. I want to wear this thing all the time. It's so subtly brilliant. It's, it's just, I don't know. I think it's the full power of what Seiko can do. And I want to explore that quite a bit because... Oh man, it's wonderful. So stay tuned to the Instagram channel because I'm going to be offering that stuff up to watch fam first. We all know how it is. I'll give you a good price on most of the stuff. Um, after that, it's going to go up on eBay. Um, if anybody knows me personally, hit me up. I'll share a link with you. If not, no big deal. But that's, that's how I've kind of gone full Seiko. And I want to have an, ex I want to have experiences with this watch. I want this. This is my daily driver. Like I'm finding excuses. I'm wearing it only using the, the super cool dive extension <laughs> for it to fit me. So I got this weird gap and I don't even care. It's just, it's just so awesome on wrist. Um, I love it. You know, thank you to Grand Seiko for making a great product. Um, this is a discontinued model, but I'm, I'm happy to have it. So that's this week's watch related section. Now in the veteran related news, I'd like to talk about the sponsor of the veteran related section. And that is the anti-watch watch club. The anti-watch watch club is a 501 C three charitable organization, nonprofit, that are veteran law enforcement and first responder centric organization that funds a bunch of different programs. They do it through monetary funding, obviously social humanitarian and emotional support to those in need. And they utilize a drop style culture. You can see here on the screen, they got all kinds of stuff they have in stock. They do a bunch of collaborations, um, straps. So they got some Zane's handmade leather straps. They got some muscle tanks. Well, my personal favorite, the Nalgene bottle. I love a good Nalgene bottle. Um, I take mine to the gym all the time. They got some rash guards. If you're into, you know, going out on a boat and some people try to not get too much sun. Some people surf, some people do jujitsu, um, challenge coins. They got a tack mat, t-shirts, workout shorts, patches. If you, if you ruck, I have a ruck and I have this blood patch right here. It's pretty awesome. Um, some polos and the whole nine and the AWWC does a bunch of stuff. They're a great group of people. Um, they've, I've already discussed all what they do to provide, um, to different charitable organizations and be on the lookout for future collaboration with notice watches. They're allowed to talk about that. If you go check out anti watch, watch clubs, Instagram, you'll see what I'm talking about, but the AWWC, good group of people, 501c3 charity, um, nonprofit, check them out. So in this week's veteran related segment, we're going to talk about the American corporate partners program. So in episode 59, which will post the same day on video as this, well, I've already posted the video. The audio is going to post. I had an interview with Chris Jason. He's a retired Navy captain and he used this program. Now I don't want to bury the lead. Go back and watch the video. Episode 59 is up on my YouTube channel. Chris does an hour long. I think it's like an hour and 10 minutes. Chris really, really shares the struggles and ups and downs of a transition from the military world to the civilian world. And I think it's important. Um, he's a retired Navy captain. For those of you not military, I feel that's 06. And pretty senior. And he had struggles transitioning from military to civilian world. And he discussed those and he discussed the American corporate partners program and how it helped him get to where he wanted to go. 
He's uh, lined up a pretty cool job. He had a pretty cool job, but he's lined up a cooler job in his words. And they just help veterans and spouses find their next careers. Now I'm going to break this into the veteran one only. I'm actually going to discuss the spousal part because I want to do a bunch of research. Um, I've reached out to ACP. I haven't heard anything back from anybody yet. I want to see if I can get an interview with one of their spokespeople on to talk about what they do specifically for the spouse one. Cause I know it's pretty important. Um, and we'll see what they bring now. Specifically, I want to talk about the mentor program, right? And they talk about finding your next career with ACP and they offer a free mentoring program and it co- connects post nine 11 veterans, active duty spouses and eligible military spouses or proteges with corporate professionals. So most of us in the military are familiar with having mentors and proteges and all this stuff. The Navy, they call them mentors and mentorees. Uh, but in here it's mentors and proteges and they do customized mentorships. Now talking to Chris from his background, he basically talks about, they ask you a bunch of what you want to do, right? What are your goals, blah, 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 blah. And they match you up with someone and they assist veterans and eligible spouses on their paths towards basically finding some fulfilling long-term careers. And whether the veteran is just job searching or newly employed. And then they have a list of goals, which I think is important because I think it helps you plan out, right? Most of us military people can plan. I mean, most people can plan, but you know, it's kind of something that's drilled into us. So they help you by resume review and interview prep. So Chris said that when his mentor looked at his resume, initially she was like, oh, this thing kind of stinks. She was really like brutally honest with him and helped him out, but she was flexible. When he had some people in specific career fields that are friends or you know associates give him advice on what to do based on that industry, when he brought it up to her, he said she was all bad. She's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, so it's not like, you know, my way or the highway with this stuff. I'm sure it'd be different based on each mentor, but Chris's experience was pretty good. They help you explore the career you want to do and understand the job opportunities. Not every market's the same. I think it's important for people to remember that. Um, if you want to be a neurosurgeon, I'm pretty sure that's like a much more defined career field and there's probably less spots open and it takes longer to get to you. So understanding what you want to do is really important. That's why you hear me tell people all the time. If you want to do something, you should be looking like two years before you get out because there might be a whole bunch of steps to do what you want to do. And if you think you're going to do it just right when you get out, you might not be, you probably not be able to. And here's the thing. Some things require college. Can you go to college while you're active duty? Maybe not, but is there other stuff? Can you get a certificate in your free time? Can you do these other things to kind of bolster you when you get out? So you're not doing everything at one time when you get out, right? You have some stuff already done. So just find that. They discuss uh, career advancement opportunities inside the career field. I think that's important. Some people don't want to advance. I know tons of people that want to like get into a spot, get locked in, and that's what they want to do. You know, so be it. Um, Work-life balance, that's big for some people. Networking, small business development, and leadership and professional communication. So the networking thing speaks for itself, right? The, the, you get a mentor, you're networking. If your mentor knows other people, you can network with them. You can mentor with your own people or network with your own people. You can network everywhere if you really want to. Small business development. A lot of people want to do small businesses. So maybe your mentor is a small business owner, right? Um, like Robert from Mushi Watch Trap, small business owner. And then leadership and professional communication. So because leadership in the civilian world might be slightly different. I know that Chris's mentor had nothing to do with the military, but she understood military, right? So um, there's different leadership principles that you can pick up that will help you out in the civilian world and they help you with that. It's a year-long commitment. Uh, Chris said that they um, just want you to commit for it for a year. You can have monthly discussions. I guess you can have, according to him, you can have other discussions more than that, but it's at the minimum a month. And they want you to tune in for those because, I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to waste the mentor's time I mean, most importantly, you shouldn't be wasting your time, but you don't want to waste the mentor's time either. 
And then there's a ACP staff member who supports both sides of the relationship and gives resources, training, and suggestions to help build a successful mentoring relationship, right? They do the pairing process, which we basically talked about. They're handpicked uh, as a mentor for each protege based on career compatibility, experience level, location, and personal interest, right? So maybe you want to have a protege, or I'm sorry, a mentor that is local to you. Maybe you like to sit down and have lunch with them. Maybe you like to go see where they work at, stuff like that. So that's all stuff they take into effect. And then you have a phone call to discuss it and all that stuff. And then most mentoring pairs are long distance and communicate primarily through phone, video conference, and email exchanges. So it's not always capable or it's not always practical for maybe you to have someone local, but if you could, that'd be kind of cool. And then they talk about the protege purpose, the protege profile, how they're 9-11 service members. Service members who are still on active duty can use this. Recently separated veterans, veterans who separated several years ago uh, that might be currently employed or looking to advance in their current civilian career. I think that's important. I mean, not everybody inside of a person's job wants to help someone with advancing. Some people look at it like as a threat to where they're at, right? And that is what it is. I mean, we're not here to talk about that, but if that's the case, maybe get some outside help in your career field could help you um, advance inside your career field, right? You get help from outside the, outside the lines. And then student veterans who are seeking advice from successful business leaders in the private sector. And then there's the whole ACP spouse thing, uh, protégés. Um, I'm going to cover that one separately. I feel like it's a whole bigger thing. I feel like there's, I mean, if I can get a military spouse, there's one that wants to, that's used the program that wants to interview. I think that would be the best thing. And then I could do an, uh, a slight episode following up on that because I feel like that opens up a whole nother set of opportunities to discuss things because sp- specifically for a spouse, cause it's a lot different than being in the military. And then you can just see some of the, the companies that they work with Johnson and Johnson MLB. I mean, man, could you imagine like it? If you really hit baseball and you get a, you get a mentor, like, I don't know, and pick a team, the Yankees or something, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, PNC bank. You can see that there, uh, red hat, SMP global, um, just Raytheon, all kinds of stuff. And so that's the ACP mentoring program. It's a, it's a pretty cool program. And Chris spoke highly of it. He really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's important, um, to share it. So go check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes as before, like always. And um, if anyone else has an experience with the ACP or wants to get in touch with Chris, Chris shared his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So make sure you go check it out. I'll put his link in the show notes. It's in the episode 59 show notes as well. Um, Shoot him a message. Chris is more than willing to help anybody um, that hasn't had a chance to use a program yet. So look, we're at 26 minutes. I try to keep these at 30 minutes. I want to talk real quick about some future changes to the podcast. So I'm on episode 60. This will be episode 60. This is going to end what I call season one. It's the dumbest number ever to end an episode on. Um, I know that. I'm sorry. Episode 60, whatever. But I'm 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 going to end season one. Um, I'm going to name the next se- the next episode season two. I'm going to take a week off so I can really really find a good video editing software. Editing inside of Streamyard is fun, but it's not the greatest. Um, the editing tools are non-existent. Um, it's great for streaming. I don't know if it's super great for like, you know, recording episodes like I'm doing now. So that's step number one. Anyone has any recommendations for awesome video editing software, please shoot them to me. Uh, if you have my Instagram, DM me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, put them in the show notes, whatever you want to do. Um, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, if you have a code that'll get you some money back to help out, I'll do that too. And uh, if you're sponsored by someone, I don't care. I'll help you out. Um, and then you might've caught in the introduction. So 
I was doing the new watch enthusiast aspect, but I felt like, you know, I've only been doing this for like three or four years. I mean, maybe it's my military background, but like three or four years in the military, you're hardly an expert on anything. Right. So, you know, as I'm learning stuff, I'm be honest, I'm learning stuff. I know stuff, but you know, I'm just going to approach everything horology from a military related point of view, because that is how I kind of see it. Um, and I want to just share that because, you know, I want to be able to help people like, Hey, if I get a watch in for you, like, Hey, this thing would make it on a ship. This thing would not make it on a ship. This thing would make it through hard physical training. This thing would not make it through hard physical training, like simple stuff, right? Does the watch do what it says it's going to do? Um, if the watch is called a quote unquote, insert military term watch, um, are they licensed? Do they have the backing? Did they get in, you know, insight? Did they pay a veteran any money to push this veteran military themed watch stuff like that? Um, and that's what it's going to be right. Not from a negative aspect, just very matter of fact. Um, if you follow the podcast for any period of time, you know, I'm not out here like hooting and hollering and I'm not about the drama or any of that stuff. I just, you know, very practical. If someone could listen to the, the watch part of my podcast and get some information from it and go make good purchases or feel comfortable doing something, then that's what I want to help do. And then as always, I'm going to share the veteran resources. I'm going to start to try to get, well, I am trying, I'm actually doing it of interviews with people who either a run these programs or B have used these programs. And I'm going to, and if it's B, especially I'm going to really try to branch out. So if you were in E4 for four years, E5, if, um, you know, horribly, like maybe you, you were only in for a couple of years and you got medically discharged or something like that, or you're a senior enlisted that retired after 20 or 30 years or senior officer, um, people on board for interviews that have used, have used these resources so you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I feel like it's the best way I can cover and I'm going to cover the intricate little details of each program. But ultimately for me, it comes down to giving you the straight dope, right? Here's a person, they used it. Here's their thoughts. Do with what, do with that, what you will. And we'll go from there. And so I'm going to take a week off. So this will post, you'll get two episodes. You're going to get the audio episode of the interview with Chris Jason you're going to get the audio episode of this. You're going to get the video episode of this. Then I'm going to take one week off for which would be the third week of June. So I'm going to come back 4th of July weekend with the whole, not, not a whole new format, but you, you get the gist of what I put out there. So like always, I appreciate everyone tuning into episode 60. Uh, I'm it's, it's, I'm happy with it. It's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, this, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate the, the feedback I get from everybody like especially watch out two four seven man you always give me great feedback and i appreciate the support from day one uh go check out his channel on youtube it's 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 pretty sweet uh and this week's positive affirmation is you know prioritize and execute i've had to do that the last two weeks i've had a lot of important stuff going on but you know i'm gonna have to make some hard choices here pretty soon and you know, part of that is changing the format of what's going on. I, I think that one part is especially going to drop off. Sometimes you have to cut your losses with it. So prioritize and then execute because it's worth it to do that for yourself. Sometimes you have to cut some chafe to make yourself a little more faster, right? And remember at watchrolling.com, you make the watch. The watch doesn't make you.